Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. We had one hell of a night tonight. Uh, one other thing before Vivek comes. Do you see that poll? We're going to put it up. We have beaten Biden. You could almost say, who can't? Who the hell can't? The man can't put two sentences together. He can't find the stairs off a stage. Who can't? But Vivek, one minute or less. Go do it, Vivek. Well, we'll get to Vivek uh, 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 another time right there. Donald Trump victorious in New Hampshire like he was victorious in Iowa, the first non-incumbent to win both ever. That's a story. Tony Katz, great to be with you. The question is about that general election. And the question is, if Nikki Haley is an afterthought, why such an aggressive speech? And then, well, if again... It's all going to be about the general. What is the strategy there? Mark Lauder joins me uh, right now. He's the chief communications officer at AFPI, the America First Policy Institute, served as director of strategic communications for the Trump-Pence 2020 campaign team. A Hoosier, an Indiana guy, uh, spent much uh, of his uh, earlier career with then-Vice President uh, Mike Pence. Uh, Before we get into the specifics uh, of a general election, to which there are questions, questions let's talk about this victory in new hampshire and how we think uh did it play out the way trump's team thought it would hey good morning uh tony yeah i I think it did you know when you look at that margin of victory it was the largest margin of victory even bigger than ronald reagan in 1980 bigger than george w when he actually lost new hampshire uh to john mccain by large margins uh so it was an overwhelming victory I do not see a path forward uh, for Nikki Haley right now. I mean, she's not competing in Nevada. And then when you get to South Carolina, her home state, the Real Clear Politics average has her losing by 30. I mean, how do you lose your home state by 30 points and hope to continue? That argument is, of course, the same argument that was utilized on on Marco Rubio and was the end of his uh, presidential uh, campaign. Uh, I think she's hoping for some changes in polling as the days go forward. But let's talk about this spread, the 11 point spread for Donald Trump over Nikki Haley. Trump uh, hit expectations. If we take a look at the real clear politics average, Nikki Haley overperformed. Um, Trump's speech last night seemed instead of, hey, let's get that unity thing, what he did after uh, defeating Haley and and Ron DeSantis in Iowa, it was much more personal, much more uh, aggressive. Shouldn't the take be, hey, unity, I'm clearly the guy, this is clearly happening, let's go to work. Does the overperform by Nikki Haley create a problem for, for Trump world? I don't think so. When you look at when you look at the exit polling, when it was comes to Republican voters, 
you know, Nikki Haley got less than 25% of actual Republicans. She was relying on independents and Democrat-leaning independents uh, to try to bring her across the finish line. And, well, that's not really going to be the case moving forward. So she, you know, she is a very uphill battle if you can't pull more than 25% of registered Republicans in a Republican primary. And and I think this was really more of just kind of like putting your foot down, uh, you know, when you have the lead in the fourth quarter uh, to say, this game is over, let's end it right now. Talking to Mark Lauder, Chief Communications Officer for the America First Policy Institute, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. That I, I've been discussing this exact thing uh, today, and it, it it seems obvious that there are a tremendous number of uh, Democrats, progressives, we can call them both or, or, or separate things, uh, that want uh, Trump. They've been gearing up for this, engaging this idea of Trump as dictator, engaging this idea uh, of Trump as a threat to democracy, which I consider all disgusting and despicable things to do. Uh, it's as if they want uh, the country in, in this level of, of, of frenzy. But there are those who feel that this is the easier lift, the easier beat. And while President Trump talks about, look at the polling, it shows that I beat Biden head to head. The polling shows that Haley does even a better job in, 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 in the head to head. So when you see these independents cross over, does that create issue for thinking that independents want somebody other than Trump? And does that lead to an issue gathering the voters together in a general election, which is far different than a primary? Well, I think the problem the problem for Joe Biden is that he is, uh, you know, he's so unpopular on all the issues. Uh, when you look, you know, go through the real clear politics average on issues, his disapproval, 60, 70 percent on every major issue that matters to the American people. And so when it gets to be, you know, a, a true head to head general election matchup, that's what he's going to struggle with you know, in the in, in a Republican primary. You know, obviously, the issue set is just a little bit different. And, you know, the fact that, that Nikki can't pull the Republican primary voter, but she wants to be the nominee of the Republican Party, that's the challenge she faces. I asked about Trump. I didn't ask about Biden, but I loved how you turned that right there. You're a pro, Mark Lauder. The issue for Trump in gather in garnering the independent in a general, is that seen as an issue? And does the Trump team have a philosophy to how to overcome that? Well, yeah, that's that's an actually that's an even easier answer, because the one thing we didn't have in 2020 that Joe Biden didn't have a record. Uh, you're not going to you're not going to you know tag him with the uh, the issues that were created under uh, Barack Obama. You obviously aren't going to go back to his record in the fifth, you know, in the, in the Senate over the last 50 years. Well, he has a record now and it's a record that the people don't like. And so it's an easy contrast. You know, if you go back to that age-old question from Ronald Reagan, are you better off now than you were four years ago? The answer is no. People don't like immigration. They don't like the economy. They don't like inflation. And so it's an easy contrast that I think even a lot of independent, moderate voters are going to go, you know, maybe I don't love his all of his tweets, but I do like $2 a, gas, a gallon gas, and that's what I'm going to vote for. Uh, you would want that. You would you would believe that. Again, I'll say to you, we're not getting to the answer to my question about independents who have been told for the last three years from this horrific press corps that the man is a threat to democracy and overcoming that. What I will agree with you on wholeheartedly, Mark, talking to Mark Lauder, chief communications officer for the American First Policy Institute, is that Biden has issues. Those issues deal with the economy. Those issues deal with the southern border. Those issues are now uh, about Israel. And then, of course, the fact that 
You know, as, as President Trump said, he can't string two sentences together. Nikki Haley is trying to make the claim that both Trump and Biden are, are, are too old. It is people on CNN who have noticed, or not CNN, but, but people on the left who have noticed, hey, they may both be old, but Trump seems much more with it than Joe Biden. If you are the Trump team, are you capitalizing on the idea that Joe Biden isn't okay, or are you going to capitalize on the subject matter rather than the man? That just is self-apparent. Yeah, I think you do both. And the good thing is, though, is that if you just let his own performance, his own verbal missteps, his physical appearance speak for itself, many people are making that conclusion on their own. And you can stoke it a little bit and he'll help you do it. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to policies, because obviously I think if we had better policy results, if people weren't worried about the economy and immigration, they really wouldn't care about his age. They would take his fumbles and his bumbles. And, I mean, he's long had been full of gaffes and missteps throughout his entire career. Uh, so there, that's nothing new. Uh, but I think ultimately it's those policy results that people don't like. Then they add on the other factors after that. Is the Trump team going to continue to focus on Nikki Haley or act like she's not even there? Go take Nevada, where she really isn't campaigning, now that you bring that up. And then and then South Carolina, where she's in a, a deficit, and just act like this is theirs and focus that way. Or is it going to be a continued hit on Haley uh, all the way through? Well, I think you'll see, you know, again, we've got a month to go until new, uh, until the South Carolina primary. If she truly stays in, and I'm not convinced that she will stay in that entire four weeks, she might give this thing a run for a week or so and then see the numbers aren't moving and be gone. Uh, He'll put his foot down in South Carolina to end it right here, right now, uh, you know, a month from now if she waits. But he'll also be talking about Joe Biden. So I think he'll do both at the same time. But there's no way he's going to overlook South Carolina. He's going to want to end this thing right now, not even take it to Super Tuesday, because, again, that's a lot of money, a lot of advertising that you could be saving uh, for Joe Biden rather than having to try to secure up the nomination. I think that pressure point is going to be a very interesting one to see how Nikki Haley responds to it. Mark Lauder from the America First Policy Institute Chief Communications Officer. Mark, always a pleasure, man. Good to hear your voice.